You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and I want to talk about dementia today and how it affects almost all of us in our families at some point. It kind of snuck up on our family and became very real after our mother died a year ago and we started to take care of our father. And I was so grateful to have been exposed to all the Chicken Soup for the Soul stories on this topic because they helped me so much to be prepared and to have a better idea of how to react and how to handle somebody who has dementia. So I'm going to share two of my favorite stories with you today, ones that helped me considerably in this new world that I'm in, caring for an elderly parent. Both of these stories were published in a book that's like my instruction manual now, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Living with Alzheimer's and Other Dementias. The first story is called The Lady in the Mirror. Molly Godby tells us that this started several years earlier after her mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and was living in one of those assisted living facilities. Molly was helping her mother try on some new clothes one day when her mother started talking to the mirror. And then she turned and said to Molly, I like her. She is always really nice to me. And Molly wondered, who her mother was talking about. And she asked, and her mother said, her, and pointed to her own reflection in the mirror. This caught Molly off guard, and she said, who, mom? And her mother pointed at herself in the mirror again and said, her, that nice lady. Well, Molly knew that you don't argue with someone who has dementia because there's no bringing them back to your world. And once a piece of information is gone, it's gone. So. Molly accepted that her mother had a new friend, the lady in the mirror. That was her mom's truth, so it would have to be Molly's truth, too. A few weeks later, Molly was visiting her mother, and her mother went into the lady's room. And as she washed her hands, she started talking to that reflection in the mirror again. She was having a whole conversation, although, of course, Molly could only hear her mother's side of it. Molly asked her mother if she wanted to continue walking around the assisted living facility with her, but her mother said no. She was busy talking to her friend, and she would just stay there in the ladies' room and talk to her friend. Another time, Molly walked into her mother's room, and her mother took her over to the mirror and introduced her to her friend in the mirror. So Molly said hello and nice to meet you to her mother's reflection. So. Having a parent with dementia simplifies a lot of things, and it teaches you patience and understanding, and maybe it even makes you a little wiser, because Molly understands the value of that lady in the mirror now, and here's what she says in her story. I am glad that she loves her reflection, because she sees herself as a kind being 
This is yet another lesson my mother has taught me out of the confusion that now is her life. We should all love the man or woman, the boy or girl, who we see in the mirror. So we're talking about how you need to just plain relax into the dementia of someone you love. You don't fight it. You don't try to bring your person back into your world. You enter their world because it's not going to change anything if you fight it. Dementia is basically a one-way street. Yes, there are drugs that can help slow it down. In fact, there are even drugs that make things better for a while for some patients. I know this from our own experience in my family. But basically, you're on a path, the same one that millions of families are on. And the best way to handle it is to go along with your loved one, patiently, kindly, realizing it's not their fault. So I loved a story by Doris Letty about how she handled her own mother's belief that she had been a World War II fighter pilot. And in fact, I put Doris's story first in our book about living with Alzheimer's and other dementias. And I got to meet Doris at a Chicken Soup for the Soul luncheon a couple of years ago. And I got to talk to her again about her story recently. And she told me how she came to understand how to handle her mom. A few years after mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, she started to believe what her mind started telling her. So I went to a few Alzheimer's caregiver seminars and I learned that you don't question what's going on in their imagination. You kind of just go with it. It made life easier. So when mom started telling me she was in the Air Force as a fighter pilot, I just started to listen to her. Um, Mom wasn't happy one day when we were going to the diner, her usual diner that we always go to, and something was different. So she went, we went to the table, and she was looking up at the sky, and I asked her um, what was the matter, and she started to tell me that when she was jumping out of the plane to rescue the children, that she couldn't rescue them all, and she started to cry. And at that moment, I realized that this wasn't my mom, my old mom, that this was my new mom. And I wanted her to be happy. And I knew that the only way to do this was to let go and go into her world. So I said to her, Mom, but you did the best you could do. You saved many, many children. And when I said that, she looked at me and she said, yes, I did. So that was so smart of Doris. She didn't try to tell her mother she hadn't been a fighter pilot. Instead, she told her mother what a great job she had done saving all of those children. So as time went by, I noticed that mom didn't let this go. She started to tell me when I would call her that she was getting phone calls from the service telling her that she was going to be awarded um, a Medal of Honor for the um, for saving all these children. So, you know, I would just listen to her and listen to her. But every time we would speak, she would bring this up and bring this up. And I said, you know, I, I have to do something about this. And her birthday was coming up. And I, I wanted, I knew that for some reason something told me that this may be the last birthday that she was going to be able to communicate with us. So I wanted to make it special. So I told her I was going to take her out dancing 
um, and my daughter and her husband and my dad and my partner, we all got together and we talked about what we could do extra special for her. So I decided, you know, let's, let's get her a medal of honor. Let's present her with this medal of honor that she's been talking about. I think it would really be wonderful. So we got together. My other sister was away in the service. She sent her a beautiful red blouse. We got the Medal of Honor. My daughter made up a certificate of honor, and we went to the restaurant, and my mother was just glowing. And I told her that the Air Force had sent me her Medal of Honor. And during the cake, when the cake came, my daughter got up and she read the certificate of honor to my mom. And then I presented her with her Medal of Honor, and everybody in the restaurant got up and applauded. And, you know, this today brings still tears to my eyes because my mother was so happy and it was a cherished moment that I will live with for the rest of my life. So all I can do is applaud Doris for this. I keep her story in mind all the time as I navigate my father's final years. And I am so impressed by how she created this special moment for her mother. And I talked to Doris and she told me, that her mother is bedridden now, and she cherishes so much the memory of giving her mother that Medal of Honor that day in the restaurant. Thanks for joining me today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast, and please sign up for it on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts, and please make my producer Chad happy and post a review of the podcast, because the more reviews we get, the more likely we are to attract new listeners And I think these stories do make a difference. So I'd like to get even more people listening to them. Join me for our next episode when we return to our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles and More, for two stories about how listening to that little voice in your head can actually save a life.